right, ladies and gents, it's that time. Turn up your speakers, strap on a smile. It's the Sims and Lepko Podcast. Here's your host, Adam Lepko and Chris. I've got breaking news. I've got breaking news. Oh, my gosh. i got breaking news. Now, the true thing is if you use your cell phone, you're a baller, right? Yeah, right. On TV. I mean, you seriously are. Schefter, all those guys. You right. guys are the best. All right. Episode 54, all right, okay? What up, Hey. Dan? Welcome back. 54, who you got? Erlacher. Okay. I was going to go Erlacher, Jeremiah Trotter. Oh, that's the a good one. man. Right. He was awesome. Yes. Uh, Fendrick, have we started? By the way, Fendrick's in a new spot. We're moving as well. I Things feel exposed. Changed. I feel naked. Uh, no good Rutgers players wore 54. My stretch of good Rutgers players will start next week. Next so week at 55? Yeah, I'm, week I'm 55. excited. I so, am excited. So stay tuned. It's going to be good. I am so excited that Fendrick is this close now. For, I, for people that you don't realize, if you're watching this or if you're listening, we've moved Fendrick up, and now he's a part of the conversation. I'm yeah, it's a cave. lot better. I'm exposed. There's a bright light on me. And he, they good. put makeup on him. He's oh, first excited. time Woody powdered me, and I'm pretty excited. Thank God he got a breath mint, too. Huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, his breath was kicking this morning. He ate the old <laughs> Burger before he came into work. <laughs> That's an early one. Uh, we got Drew on the camera. Drew, those stinky fingers. Oh, they're so nice. Oh, Drew. This is going to be the ultimate wraparound to control room, you beautiful people that make this all possible. Let's take a look. Oh, Michelle, Rye Guy, Jake. I see Paul. I think I see. Is that Tim Burger back, back there? Holy cow. And PK. I see a teabagger back there. And Paul there's Kaplan. Michelle. And watch this. Let's go to ingest. Let's show big KP. Oh, hey. KP. KP, KP, KP. <laughs> Kristen in the building. Uh, before we like really get into this, yes. I want to give a shout out to Michelle and Kristen. Me and Josh met last week. We're like, what do we want to fine tune and stuff? Right. They sent some awesome ideas. I heard you I say that. I love you guys. You guys are great. Yes, they uh, are. Really cool. And uh, guess what? What? I think the key in life is being absent of ego right. and giving things up. Right. So I'm, uh, I'm going to give this one up to Josh real quick. Josh, what are we talking about today? Yeah, so I'm taking over the topics tease from now on here. So hey. today we've got Robert Klemko coming up from Sports Illustrated, uh, the MMQB. He's going to be joining us via Skype in a little bit. Uh, the next point up there on the board that I'm not looking at, the $200 million man. I'm not going to say anything else about it, but you want to stay tuned for that conversation. Yeah, I don't think Sims even knows what we're talking about. And the last thing up there, the Fendrick Five, hey. uh, the inaugural Fendrick Five. Lefko came up with this segment about 10 minutes before we started the show. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to toss it back to Lefko for an explanation before we get into it. Yeah, because look, free agency is crazy. It's right. always moving. Here's also a quick thing I'm going to throw in here. There have been rumors all day, we're shooting this on Thursday, that Colin Kaepernick could be traded. If it does happen while we're doing the show, Fendrick right. is going to break it, and we're going to show you how we make a video on the spot. If it doesn't happen, we're still going to talk about Kaepernick, so it's going to be interesting because it's, it's a lot of scuttlebug right now. It is. But Fendrick 5 is... Scuttlebug? But I have been yeah, led to believe that it's going to happen scuttlebutt. today. And you know scuttlebutt. That. Scuttlebutt. No that sounds, or, that sounds like a little bit crazy. Scuttlebutt, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I think of scuttlebugs. I'm all actually going to find... Uh, I'm going to get I'm going Schefter on you. What? I'm, I'm going to get an update. Schefter. Schefter? I've met him like 20 times. I should know Schefter. that. He did that uh, with Rappaport, but the, too. There are so many things that happen in free agency that right. I wanted Fender to kind of clean it up and ask us questions so we could really get into it and right. not just go, what do you think about the Titans getting Ben Jones? You know what I mean? <laughs> so where are we starting, Mr. Fender? All right, so I've got five questions I'm going to be tossing your guys' way over the next 10, 15 minutes or so. Uh, we're going to start off with the most underrated signings of free agency. So if you watch Winners and Losers on the website, Sims, we know you like the Raiders, the Jaguars, 
Jaguars, the Giants, their classes. Right. Looking at all of the signings, though, and this can be for both of you, the most underrated signings of free agency so far. Yeah, uh, well, I think if you, you start off with I really the Eagles. I think the Eagles have had the best underrated uh, signings so far. Rodney McLeod, uh, McLeod at the safety position. Uh, he is somebody I wish we had talked about more in videos. But Isn't it funny? So, look, we use a lot of different websites to get information. Right. He wasn't even listed as a free agent on the NFL.com mind website. Blo- and you were blo- so angry. I was angry. Because yes, I he, was. in your mind, so the three guys that you said, Ronnie McLeod, Nigel Bradham, the, the linebacker from the Bills, right. and Brandon Brooks, the guard, I didn't feed this to you. Yes. I was like, hey, give praise. Right. You really love Ronnie McLeod. Uh, Rodney McLeod, last year, I kept wanting to be, use him in videos for free agency last year, but he was a restricted free agent. Right. Uh, and yes, we relied on some lists out there, and yes, we missed out on Rodney McLeod. I'm mad at myself. What makes him so special? Uh, he is a violent tackler, but his speed, he has like cornerback speed at the safety position. Really? Uh, yes. He is and a, that is rare this day and age. It is rare this day and age. Uh, I think he's going to be phenomenal. Nigel Bradham, an underrated linebacker who's played well for the Buffalo Bills the past few years. You, you pair him with uh, your Michael Kendricks. Keek, and, uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, Kiko Jordan Eliza Hicks. And Jordan Hicks. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be an impressive athletic three. I've been with Jim Schwartz. Those are his kind kind of linebackers. Yes. Uh, he, he likes the undersized athletic Stephen Tullock, if you might. Yes. Uh, that was He was with me in Tennessee with Jim Schwartz. I liked all those. And then, uh, yes, Brooks at guard. Uh, he's, he's a road grader. He is, yes. I, I mean, there's a reason that the – uh, you know, the Houston Texans, I know people look at it and go, oh, their offensive line. I've heard that a few times. Yeah. Now, they open up holes. They just haven't had a lot of – either Arian Foster hasn't been healthy right. or they haven't had a running back to expose it. But yeah. they jump out to me. That's Eagles. a little underlying thing. Everyone's right. really excited about Brock and Lamar Miller. We'll talk about Brock later. Right. But they lost both their guards. Yeah, they bring in Jeff Allen. But, you know, th- those were two big guys. Yes, they were. Uh, other guys that you had told me before that you thought were underrated, San Francisco bringing back Ian Williams, yes. I know you thought was really big. Right. Uh, San Diego, you think, quietly had a very good free agency. Good first Getting day. Brandon Meebane, Travis Benjamin, re-signing Joe Barksdale. Well, how many times did we do a video last year and we said, can San Diego realize that their their run defense is in the bottom seven or eight in football yeah, the last year. two or three years in yeah. a row? When were they going to finally get some big people to slow that down? And they did, yes. Uh, other honorable mentions, you really liked Deshaun Gibson going to Jacksonville, Ooh. but you loved all of Jacksonville. Jacksonville killed it. Jeff Allen, you thought was a good signing by the Houston Texans. Yes. And Alex Mack to Atlanta. Perfect. I mean, it's the, it's the Shanahan-Kubiak run scheme. They Ugh. need athletic centers. And in uh, my estimation or opinion, the center is the second most important position on the offensive line this day and age with all the no-huddle stuff. you got all these good D-tackles. Some are big. Some are ultra-athletic. Yes. So if you can't and have a guy... they can last forever. They can last forever, and they can direct traffic. Uh, but I think if you look at some of the better offensive lines uh, the past few years in the NFL, they've had very good center play, whether that's the Pittsburgh Steelers right. with Pouncey. Uh, yes, it's it's a common thread. And I Time know for the next question. The, the, the last thing there, we both think getting Charles Johnson one year, $3 million, crazy. Yeah. What do you got for us next on the Fendrick Five? Sims, yesterday, <laughs> your losers of the first day of free agency, the Browns, the Dolphins, and the Broncos. Yes. But putting the losers aside, the scariest signing of free agency so far, who are you most concerned for? Well, the, the, listen, the first day, it's a lot of good players. I think the guy right away is Chris Ivory a little mm. bit. Uh, Chris Ivory a little just because uh, been in a lot of high-impact car crashes throughout his career. And what is Ivory going into? Year seven, I believe, out of 10, right? But 
Regardless, he's been banged up a few times the past few years. Uh, so I look at the deal and just go, listen, I know he's a good player. I just think it's a little expensive. Well, that was the most interesting thing was the money. But I kind of Entering his seventh season. Entering his seventh yes. season. I kind of think it's a little interesting because can this extend his career and TJ Yeldon's career yes. by having them share carries and not having to be the bell cow? Right. But I thought that was really interesting, and we're going to talk to Klemko about it because he was the first running back signed by the Jaguars, and they threw so much money, it changed the running back market. They Doug did. Martin got more. We'll talk about right. that. Other guys that scared In fact, you. Did Doug Martin or Lamar Miller get as much as Chris Ivory at the end of the day? I, I, Chris I Ivory ended up getting uh, a bunch, but I know Martin was at like the 35. They were all Chris around Ivory the 35, was around the 6 right? million a year. Right. Martin was around the 6, 7 million a year. Okay. So I think Martin may have topped okay, him. Good. Uh, other guys that scare you, Alex Boone in Minnesota. I think yeah. you just think he's a little overinflated in yeah, people's people mind. Yeah, people look at, oh, what a great signing. I heard that by Alex Boone's been no better than solid. In fact, last year he was solid. The year before, I would say he was not good at all. And then the other one, you think Marvin Jones will have a good year because Matt Stafford can sling it, but you think being the number one wide receiver in this class and getting that much money, A.J. Green had something to do with that. Well, yeah, I don't think Marvin Jones is a, a, a legit number one wide receiver. So they kind of really have two number twos with Golden Exactly Tate right. And now they'll probably get away with it because of Matthew Stafford. That, He's that's a baller. What, you know, that's why I don't want to be too strong. Yes, he is a, he is a baller. But, uh, yeah, Marvin Jones thrived in Cincinnati because he got the, the lesser corner always matching up against him because they always wanted to match up with yeah. A.J. Green. Coverage went A.J. Green's way. So I don't look at Marvin Jones as a guy that's necessarily all that dynamic of a route runner. Yeah. He's a little long of the Torrey Smith to me where, yes, he's, he's uh, got explosiveness off the ball, got yes. great long speed, but I, I want to see the meat and potatoes. I'm not sold on that. I'll Time never for the next for, question. Yeah, real quick, I'll never. Damn, you harsh? I know, I love it. I Whoa, love, he's baby. Tall. The, the, I'll never forget when TJ Hushmanzada got a huge contract from the Seahawks and nothing happened. Yes. And it went, wow, when you don't have Chad Ochocinco over the top, it changes. Exactly. question is, right. who becomes the number one in, De- in uh, Detroit, Golden Tate or Marvin Jones? They both have had Megatron. They all have. That stuff. Well, at least Marvin Jones, at the very least, you can line him up at the X receiver position. You make him, yeah, you make him the X, and you say, hey, if we got one on one, we could throw a go or a comeback to him all game long. Number three. Third question for you guys. Probably the biggest story of the first day of free agency. Brock Osweiler leaving the Denver Broncos, signed with the Houston Texans, four years, seventy-two million. The question for you guys that everyone is asking, did he deserve the money? Yeah, well, let's go to you, Mr. Quarterback. Yeah, that's a lot of money. I mean, I, I, did, did he deserve it? I'm never going to be mad at him Dude, for getting it. you spent like but, 10 minutes yesterday yeah, to get, shaking your head and going, man. Well, yeah, listen, I mean, that's $18 million for seven games. That's uh, $18 million a year for seven games. is ridiculous. Uh, I understand that that's really what starting quarterbacks make this day well, in the age of the NFL. Right now. It is, right. It, it is, but... Uh, yeah, listen, I'm not sold that Brock Osweiler is a franchise quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. I think that one of the cool things about this whole thing is I think Brock Osweiler wanted to stick it to the Broncos a little bit. You could say what you want. I think he basically said, F you. Thanks for benching me in week 17. They would have won the Super Bowl with Brock Osweiler, a quarterback, too. I, don't, I hope nobody gets that mixed up. I mean, we were in the stadium for Super Bowl 50, yes. and every time Peyton Manning dropped back to pass, we were all like, it's going to be an interception. I mean, <laughs> the whole game was just like, let's get Peyton through the game. 
game so he doesn't lose it for us. Right. Uh, so I, I, I think I like that Brock kind of stuck it to it them. It is interesting because Brock um, did that, and then Elway and the Broncos came out later like, we really want guys who want to be here. Yes. Kind of like he never wanted to be here anyway. Right. Well, I'm sure they're but the franchise too. guy, do you think, like, so it's not dead said that Houston has figured this out, though. No, this is basically. It's kind of a two-year deal, $18 million per, which is later on the Alex Smith guys right. in the NFL. Bradford, Tony Sam Romo Bradford. makes $18 million a year. Cutler makes eighteen one. Matthew Stafford makes seventeen six. Yes, right. So, so he's not even right in their stratosphere. He's in a. They're in a different universe. We're than in a him. new world where backup quarterbacks like Chase Daniel are getting twelve million a year too. What was it like when you were playing? Now I didn't even think about asking you this until just now. Yeah, I mean probably like a million, million and a half. Maybe at the end there it started getting to like three or four million. Like who was Chase Daniels isn't getting twelve million a year, is he? He's getting twelve million next year. He's getting twelve million Guaranteed. next year, right? But twenty one over three. Exactly. Okay, so it's about seven average, yes. but. Uh, yeah, it's amazing how much the numbers have jumped off. I mean, listen, I told you, my wife, she's freaking clueless about football. She doesn't even know the field's 100 yards long. Uh, it's 110. Um, 20. But, <laughs> 20. 120. But uh, she even looks at these guys and goes like, who's he? He's getting that much money? And it's just, it is Does she ever look at you and go, man. She doesn't have to. I cried three times since yesterday, so don't worry. <laughs> you guys ready for the next question? We are. Yes. You're like the debate moderator. Thank That's you. That's what I'm going for here. Uh, question number four. The... I don't have small fingers. <laughs> they're normal-sized fingers. Let's not take But there's this. nothing wrong down below. I'm big down there. Now i got to edit all that out. There Sorry, you're on camera the whole no, time. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to leave it all in. Good. Uh, next question. Question number four of the Fendrick Five. The remaining quarterback options. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Colin Kaepernick, Robert Griffin III, Mike Lennon and Brian Hoyer. Some of these guys are free agents. Some of these guys are trade options. Right. Out of those five, who do you want on your team? Yeah, go Ooh. from five to one. Okay. So to, to give some things, Cap was not tradable, and now they kind of want a second-round pick. Fitz is a free agent, but he's in a debate right now with the Jets. So uh, right here, this is the dilemma. This is why this would be hard to rank this right here, is Fitzpatrick is probably the safest pick of all of them. But he is the least talented guy there. Mm. I mean, you've heard my stance on Fitzpatrick. He's a nice guy. He's a below-average NFL quarterback. You know it. I know it. Everybody in the NFL knows. The Jets are one of the five best teams in football last year. They didn't get in the playoffs, yes. I would say, mainly because of Ryan Fitzpatrick. All right, well, then how about this? Go so, five to one in guys that you would want to quarterback your team. Yeah, I think uh, out of that group, I'm, I mean, listen, I'm going to put Hoyer, in, uh, Hoyer towards the bottom of that list. Okay. So give me the five again just so I know. Right Cap, Cap right RG3. Um, okay, where was it? Right there, dude. Oh, there we go. No, you're pointing at the wrong place. But okay, yes, I would probably go, hmm, I'm going to go Cap. Uh, Number one. Yes, Cap, one. I'm going to go RG3, two, Glennon, three, Fitz, four, Hoyer, five. Wow, Hoyer's that fall. Is it all because of the playoff game or just overall? Yeah, overall. I, I think Hoyer, uh, Hoyer, I would be worried about his mental state after that game a little gotcha. bit. That was a disaster. Fitz, Kaepernick, and RG3, right. if the salaries were very similar, yes. but you have to give up oh, picks. Sorry. It's fine. If yeah. you have to give up picks for Cap, right. do you put the other ones ahead because you have to give up picks for Cap? Uh, no, not if you feel like he is the right fit. Now, RG3, see, like, I, you know. I, I can't believe you put R. I still can't believe because you knew so much of what was going on in Washington. I, I know. But I know. you like that he stayed quiet this last year. I do year. like that he stayed quiet this year, last year. Listen, I still, about, I still believe in his talent. I think if he gets in the right situation, even jerks can get a, get 
get it right. And uh, he does have big-time talent. I really do believe that. You Same also think that RG3 has better field vision than Kaepernick. Last question uh, for you it's guys. Certainly, it's certainly uh, debatable. Yes, Kaepernick. But Kaepernick has been in some of the shittest sh- offenses in the NFL the past few years, period. I mean, even back to the Jim Harbaugh days, as soon as Jim Harbaugh and them, they couldn't run the ball, their pass game could never stand the test of yeah. time of throwing it. Just like you saw Buffalo up there with Tyrod Taylor this year. That was Greg Roman. Yeah. Uh, so Last question for you guys. They're tough. Got to yeah. move on. Okay. okay. Malik Jackson Damn. and Olivier Vernon, two huge contracts for defensive free agents. Yeah, this was a really big mistake by you. to right. control the show here. Uh, two huge contracts yesterday on uh, Wednesday for defensive players. A lot of people were talking about what that means for Von Miller on his next deal. He's going to play the under the franchise tag this year, going to make about $14 million. How much is Von Miller going to make when he gets his next contract? Well, let's say this. If Von Miller was not franchise tagged right now, yes. what numbers would he have gotten? Vernon getting five for 85, Malik getting six for 85.5. Yeah, he would have got, he would have got, I mean, he's got to get more than Olivier Vernon. Is he so. touching soon? He would have got the richest contract ever, I think, out of a defensive lineman. I really do believe that. I mean, that. those are some serious guaranteed numbers. I mean, Watt, we know, is around 100 million. Sue was around like 114, but he restructured the, that. The do Olivier think- Vernon contract is mind-blowing to me. I mean, mind-blowing. We're That's what I mean. Compared to Vaughn, to him, similar age. So what do you think he's going to get after a franchise? Uh, he's going to get $60 million guaranteed. $60 million guaranteed. Yes, he is. He and is. Total? Uh, what do we think And he's total? worth it. Now, I hope he stays focused this offseason and realizes he's going to be a free agent again after the year. That's a little scary That to me. is my big thing. Yes. Is I you think, show me a Snapchat. So I think and, Von Miller is one of the best users of Snapchats in the NFL. The thing that's scary, though, is... Man, has he been doing a lot of off-the-field stuff. Yes. Dancing with the stars. Ellen, and you get to see all of it. Radio shows, TV shows. And there is that that he's not getting his big money yet. No. If he does, if his numbers drop off for next season, can he still get that $60 million and, number? And I would even say his year this year was below Von Miller standards. But the, playoffs but the last tough. four games were well, phenomenal. Well, Malik Jackson just showed us that you could have three really good games in the playoffs and then cash in big. I know you thought he was great the whole year. He's been great but for three years. But I think that's when the league really was like, yeah, whoa. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, Malik is a he's a superstar. I mean, he's a better player than Olivier Vernon. Mm. Uh, but Olivier Vernon, since he's a pass rusher, gets them more money. Uh, listen, I'm not, the Giants, good for them getting him. I do think they overpaid him, but they obviously – wanted that guy at the position and he is 25 years old uh, and to be yeah. what is he 6'2 or 6'3 275 yeah. he's a very good football player can I player. tell you what scared me more than oh, anything about Von Miller right. he endorsed Johnny Manziel I mean I'm just you know, well that's his I boy from Von. Texas A&M I very mean, true yes very you know, true. giga Maggies right? speaking of my man let's that, bring in that top five quarterback thing that, that quarterback conversation we could have kept going there alright we'll make it back yeah. to it but in the Maybe meantime we'll go with a Fendrick 3 and spend more time <laughs> on just the top let's yes. bring in Robert Klemko of, of MMQB I think one of the most enjoyable reads out there right now because he's really looking at the league from a different perspective of everyone else. And he's a Terp. Let's just get that in there. Oh, oh my so gosh. That's why he's Josh a Terp. Because he's with the Maryland. All he's right. A, so he's a basketball expert is what you're telling yes. me? Uh, well, us Terps usually are. All right, <laughs> enough. Let's get, the, let's get to Robert. So let me ask you, man. The numbers are obviously crazy. And I saw you tweet at someone that said, wow, I can't believe Marvin Jones is getting this much. You said, man, Ryan Howard's getting $25 million. But in terms of these numbers, is there a ceiling to these numbers, or do you think it's just going to get crazier and crazier and there is no stopping it? Well, the NFL did something interesting a few years ago when they mandated that you had to spend a certain amount of the salary cap. So teams like the Bengals um, and the Browns that were not spending 
the whole percentage, were then forced to, I think, get within 90%. So that uh, these contracts are somewhat a reaction to that. Mm. When you just look specifically at the quarterbacks, I think um, there's not a lot of patience anymore to develop passers. Uh, there's not a lot of confidence in this next couple class of rookie quarterbacks coming in or the current one. So you end up having a bidding war for guys like Colin Kaepernick. And I think here in a couple of days, Robert Griffin III, uh, yeah. That wouldn't have happened, you know, 10 years ago. Two, yeah. two, I got what, two Go positions yeah. that I think really had their entire market change. Jacksonville and Oakland with Chris Ivory and uh, Osemele. Guard, we haven't seen a guard get that much money now. Granted, he could play tackle. Yes. But Chris Ivory, I feel like his money, even though Jacksonville and Oakland had to spend a ton of money, can those, the new prices for running back and guard, can that stay the same for years to come too? For running back, I don't think that that will sustain. But I think certainly for guard, um, I, I think a lot of people are assuming that Kelechi is going to play guard. But I think there's a good chance that he plays tackle. Yeah, in I agree with you. Yeah. Just because they're paying him like one. And I think it would be a little bit absurd to pay a guard like that. But then again, these are the kinds of contracts we're seeing. But the running back contracts all across the board are the ones that have really, really surprised me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to be surprised because, I, I mean, you, you I, I know you do mock drafts. You watch college football, especially with as deep as the running back position is in the draft this year. It, it's gotta, it was shocking to me. Uh, I just, what, what were your thoughts on that? Well, uh, you know, these teams, a lot of the, the good teams know that they can draft a guy in the fifth and sixth round to play running back for two years and get pretty good production out of him. Um, again, I think it's a function of teams having to spend a certain amount of the salary cap and missing on the uh, high-profile free agents at other positions and saying, well, this is what this guy's asking for. These, these are our competitors. This is what they're asking for, so I, I guess we'll pay them. What, was there a, Robert, was there a, a contract yesterday uh, that surprised you or maybe someone that didn't get signed yesterday that you thought you know, that NFL teams were all going to be in hot pursuit of? Anything jump out to you? I'd just like to hear your thoughts. I thought Richard Matthews would have got a little bit more action. He ended up uh, leaving Miami and signing the deal with uh, Tennessee to join uh, Marcus Mariota. Um, a lot of people had him rated lower than I thought he was. I mean, he did break his ribs and miss all of December. Um, the one contract that I was really surprised and that I thought was, was overpaid was Janoris Jenkins. I mean, to watch a Rams game this year and think that's a $12 million a year corner, I don't know about that. Yeah, um, that's interesting. I, I, that yeah. They, the contract that made sense to me was Sean Smith to Oakland, $10 million a year. I think that's an appropriate market value for him. I would have thought that he would have made more money than Janoris. Uh, yeah, well, hey, well, I like this guy. Uh, oh, good. I was nervous, but now that <laughs> Because like I kind of had a similar thought with the corner position, and I'm glad to hear you say that about Richard Matthews because I agree he is underrated. I knew that you were going to like him when he – I saw you also post on Twitter, Robert, about the Shaq Lawson thing, and you're like, all right, guys, now you have to change your mock drafts. Sims has been saying, Sims literally told Josh just now, I'm not going to go into the graphic detail. Right. You don't even think Shaq Lawson's going to go in the first I round. I think when it's all said and done, Shaq Lawson will drop out of the first round. Yes, I don't think he, I think he's a really good football player who has a 10-year career. Yeah. I don't think he does anything elite. He's just a good football player. Well, now player. I know that, Robert, you still have Shaq going, what, number nine in your, in your top 10 mock. What do you like about Shaq? Well, I think, you know, there's nothing that he does especially incredible. But, you know, we've seen top ten picks in the past that have just been all-around good players. Mm. Um, Shaq is a guy that you know is going to be able to stop the run and get after the passer. We're talking about a pretty deep class of defensive linemen. So I could see him slipping out of the top ten. But I just felt like after the combine that he had, 
um, and the momentum that he built there and, sure. and the impression that he made in interviews that um, you know, he was going to slip into that group. Look, I don't understand why anyone – I mean, I know why people do mock drafts because people click on them, and boy, do people like to watch mock drafts. But of, of all the free agent signings, what signing really changed people's opinion about what's going to happen in the draft? Which move? Let's see. I'd have to think about that one. I mean, the quarterback market changed a little bit because you now have Denver uh, at 31 looking at a guy – um, I think that there's a chance now, and I don't necessarily believe free agency changed this, but I think there's a chance that Hugh Jackson uh, ends up passing on a quarterback. Um, Carson Wentz is a guy that's been mocked to them by everybody. Yes. But if you know Hugh, you know he's a guy that believes that he can develop almost anybody into an adequate quarterback and probably a handful of guys in this draft into great quarterbacks. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him try to jump up late in the first and grab a, a Paxton Lynch and then maybe take a Jalen Ramsey or a Laramie Tunsil if he falls that low at number two. Yeah, that's a good thought. I, I like where your head's well, at. you're a huge Carson Wentz uh, fan. I am. I'm a huge Carson Wentz fan, but I understand his thought there. Yeah, I think Carson Wentz is a lot like a guy he loved, and well, I think he was there when he drafted, but Carson Palmer, except he's a better athlete. So, mm. uh, but, but we'll see what there. Uh, other thing I want to just throw at you, because I think this didn't get enough uh, attention la- or in the last week or so. You know, what were your thoughts on the NFL and their misappropriation of $120 million that they somehow lost in the shuffle? Uh, uh, what did you think about all that? Because I think it's a bunch of crap. Well, it's par for the course with the NFL. I mean, this is the only league of the major North American sports leagues without guaranteed contracts, and it's the most lucrative one, and it's the most dangerous one. Right. So. The idea that the NFL would be penny-pinching is not foreign to anybody who follows the leagues and who was paying attention during the 2011 CBA negotiations. I think it's very telling that it didn't get a lot of play when that happened. I mean, people really don't have any sympathy for these millionaires until you read a story about them 30 years later and they can't tie their shoes. Yeah, you're exactly right. We were having a discussion uh, in in the hallway about JPP, and it's like, how do you not feel bad for the guy? I understand it was a mistake and it was stupid, but you don't think he realizes that Olivier Vernon just took all the money that he was supposed to get? You know, it's crazy. Uh, another off-the-field thing, Eugene Monroe, a lot of money, and it's interesting that he felt comfortable enough to say, listen, marijuana is something we, we, we go through a lot of pain and we think it can help us and we need to address it. What is your thought on the NFL and its relationship with, with marijuana, which I know is still legal in many states, but do you think it will ever be acceptable? And what do you think of Eugene making those comments? Well, you know, I'm sure his agent was, you know, kicking him for it. But, <laughs> you know, you, you never want to hear your guy um, going out on a limb like that. But um, I think the NFL has a history of being the last in terms of these sorts of changes. So I think you would have to see every state that has an NFL team legalize marijuana for them to then say, okay, it's okay to smoke. Um, you still have to deal with NCAA uh, ramifications. So the NFL is going to have a lot of pressure from the NCAA to say, you better not change your rules because we can't have athletes um, testing positive for marijuana. It's a little bit more important mm. uh, from a social standpoint to college teams to not have their guys involved in that sort of thing. Hmm. All right, awesome. Yeah, all right, last thing. I just want to say, just, you know, I know you guys are always digging for stories. You, Peter, what's, what's kind of your... What's kind of the, the big thing you're looking at over here the next month? Is it Deflategate? Uh, is it somebody in free agency draft? What is it? Just, you know, what, what are you working on or what do you got your eye on? 
You know, I, I'm working on a couple things draft related. You know, I want to kind of dig into what makes a, a NFL quarterback and and the common threads that kind of bind these guys together throughout their childhood. The guys that are entering this draft, um, talking to some of their mentors about the individual instruction that they got early on in school, and to see if that's something that you kind of need to become an NFL quarterback nowadays. Um, the other thing that we're really interested in is this move to Los Angeles. I'll be going out to Los Angeles uh, later this month and uh, hopefully kind of learning more about what it takes in 2016 to move an NFL team. Yeah, awesome. that's going to be interesting. Keep on the lookout. All that and much more at MMQB. Robert Klumko, you are the man, my friend. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. Be Thanks, good. Guys. Anytime. Awesome. Good guy, yeah. right? He was a good guy. Got yeah. a good, good feel for the league. Sims approved? Sims approved. Yep, nice. He's paying yep. attention. He knows what's going on. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, right. he's Maryland educated. He, uh, okay. you know, you come Enough. out of College Park. I'm, <laughs> still, I'm just saying. Yeah, Starting yeah, up. yes. Uh, he, he was good. Uh, I, I, only thing I'll disagree with that he said there is, like I said, the Shaq Lawson thing. I will be surprised. I will be shocked. Uh, if he goes in, in the first round. When you all think said he that, does a lot of good things, but nothing great. Yes, and the first round now, is about... Now, hold on, you said Janoris Jenkins was a good signing for $12 million to uh, the Giants. I, I still think it's a great signing. I, Janoris Jenkins is... This is my issue with Janoris Jenkins uh, when people evaluate him. He's the most polarizing figure I talk to with, when I talk to teams like before free agency. Gotcha. Some teams are like, oh, he's awesome. He's the best guy. It's not even close. And then other teams are like, I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole. Uh, you have to take in context, again, a little like Sean Smith we've talked about, he's, he's on an island a lot. And when you're on an island, I don't know who these who everybody thinks these corners are. They are not Superman. They are not going to, like, blanket other receivers like an A.J. Green who runs 4-3 and 6-4 and as quick as a cat all game long. That is not possible. That person does not exist on the planet anymore. Yeah. Deion Sanders, if he played right now, I'm sorry, primetime, he'd get beat by touchdowns with all these freak receivers and the different – formations, all those things that he didn't have to deal with, yes. and, of course, the rules now, too. You know who it kind of reminds me of? I, it sounds like this is back when Asante Samuel was in his prime, right. where Asante would take those risks and jump routes, and he would look incredible, right. but then if he got burned, I think there's an interesting thing in our culture right now because it's so easy to clip out one play yes, and put right. it on Twitter or the right. Internet. Think about it. How many times, like, I know uh, they were doing a lot of this with Janoris Jenkins, him getting burned, they kept putting that out there. Right. Think about all the times we see James Harden. We see little, like one clip of him not playing defense. You haven't watched the game. Meanwhile, he went for 40 and 10. Right. But we're talking about the one defensive play because it's spread on the internet. Right. He stinks and on defense. So. He does stink on defense. <laughs> but it is interesting that, you know, when I, it's all the old rule for an offensive lineman. You can win 59 of 60 snaps, but you get beat for one sack, and that's all people you are talking about. You gave up a sack today. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I, I will say from my personal experience, and I might have said this on the podcast in our early days, but I – Offensive linemen are hilarious when it comes to that subject because I had games where I literally, and I know my career, I didn't even have a career. I just played in a few games, basically. But uh, the, the amount, I had games where I got absolutely just shellacked. I mean, just hit every time I threw it. And they didn't let up a sack because I got the ball out of my hand or whatever it was. But I got killed. And the game was over. They were happy. We didn't let up a sack. And then we had other games where they gave up five sacks, but those were the only five times I was hit all game long, and our offense was efficient and we were great. Yeah. But they came in the next day sad. It's just offensive linemen, yes, because they constantly hear 
that. That's yeah. the only thing that this well, talk about. Especially now with like PFF and stuff, we're looking at sacks and, and we track all who right. allowed that sack. And sack is one is, is I don't think it's an overrated sack right. stat. Like tackle is an overrated stat, but sack sometimes means more than it should. Knockdowns is a good one in yes, terms of that, that to be as QB more hurries. Right. Yeah, QB hurries. I think knockdown more than hurries. I don't even know how you measure a hurry. Are you seven inches away? Are you nine inches away? Right. But it is the same thing. It's impacting the throwing of the football. Yes. Uh, speaking of throwers. Uh, well, well, one th- more thing, too, okay, about what he okay. said. Just the Eugene Monroe marijuana thing. I think that, first of all, he's with Baltimore. He's on the best teams. They're not going to judge him with those comments. They're, they're, you know, in terms yeah. of Ozzy and yeah, all those guys. Yeah, they don't care. They're, they're, Harbaugh is. First of all, most NFL coaches don't really give a damn. They just. Just don't fail the test. They don't care. If you got to go home and smoke a joint at the end of the day, they don't care. They look at it just like the guy that goes home and has to have a beer or two at the end of the day. Okay. It's about as arbitrary as that in my eyes. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, but we're okay giving guys painkillers and pills and things that are proven to be somewhat addictive. Uh, that's okay. The NFL has to be a little forward-thinking on the subject. Uh, but I do opinion. think Robert's right in terms of NFL has been the slowest yes. to adopt everything. Right. I mean, with with even a, with the HGH. I mean, same thing. How about how about you know we, we made such a big deal about a woman assistant coach or a woman anywhere, a woman GM. Right. You know, so it's it is interesting, but I think it, it's it's I don't. The NFL is protecting themselves as the biggest corporation, and that's typically what corporations do. And we. Human beings don't usually agree with the mindsets of corporations right. because they're not human. They don't care about humans. Right. But this is one. What you said, though, about painkillers, especially because I believe— I had friends that were addicted to them throughout my career. I mean, throughout. I'm not going to throw their names in there, but it, receivers, linemen, all like we'd be in the offseason. They'd be like, damn, like, it's March, and they haven't hit anybody in three months, but they were taking painkillers twice a day still. Brett Favre was an exactly indicator of right. that. Exactly right. Look, look, the Supreme Court is actually meeting today, this is brought to you by the New York Times, huh. about opioids and getting rid of drugs, and there is a huge push right now by the right. federal with heroin and, and oxycodone and all these things, but I don't know if marijuana is going to be the substitute that everyone's like, this is the way to yeah, go. Yeah, right, right. You know, because yeah, it's, it's technically illegal. It is. It's a tough subject. I understand. Just curious that. what the Broncos and the Seahawks are doing, hey, right? And the Rams and the Raiders and yeah, they're, the Chargers. You're, you're exactly right. I, it's I interesting. Know. I know. What are they going to do when it be, does become legal in all fifty states? That's I mean, uh, it's decriminalized in Philadelphia. Yes, but I know. that's a whole other right. conversation. It's your show now. I'm done. You're that's done? not true. You got one more thing for us. The Andrew Luck conversation? Oh, you'd like me to start it. Okay. Yeah, that's all yours. So actually, I'd like a, a control room shot, please. Uh, one guy that I love, his name is Cam Louder, and he's right there. Look at him, raising his uh, hand. Oh, hey, Cammy. And one of the things that he said was, with these contracts that are getting bigger and bigger, could Andrew Luck be the first $200 million man? Now, yeah, straight cash homie. Yes. Now, here's the issue with that that I kind of was looking at. is like the biggest contract, I think, what was Cam at like the 130s, you know, like Joe Flacco's like the 118s or something like that. I don't know if we're at... If we're close enough to make that jump to Cam's 200. Cam's total is 130 of his? I don't. I think it's around there. I was looking online. Right. Fentrick will look it up. But, you're, but, yeah, okay. but I think what Cam's point was, is there any quarterback that has their franchise by the throat more in terms of his age, his production, and all that stuff? I mean, I know Russell, Russell Wilson really had it. Yes. But 
people were still doubting Russell Wilson because of how good his defense was. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So they could say that. Andrew Luck is the guy. They've always called him the guy. They right. got rid of Peyton for him. Right. He could do – I mean, he can hold that whole franchise hostage. I, he definitely can. The w- only thing I would think that would stop uh, – he's going to break the record. I mean, he's going to be maybe – let's just say the first $150 million man. I think that's feasible. Okay. I really do. Uh the other thing I'll say about Andrew Luck, though, this would be the only concern I have in Andrew Luck's career. He's got to adjust the way he plays a little. He takes way too many hits. Mm. He has played a very physical brand of football over the first four years. I thought you were going to say that he is too team-centric to take that much money and handicap the franchise. No, well, he, he will be smart of that. I do think that. But I, I also, I, I think by the time next year, yeah, they'll find a creative way. That, you know, $150 million total total uh, money over a eight-year contract or whatever he signs, it's going to work, and it's going to be the new norm in the NFL to a degree. Ooh. It always goes up. But he does have to watch that. The longevity of his career is really the only thing I would I, I would talk about right now. I mean, we've already been in the offseason for, what, six weeks, and they're talking about his shoulder. I mean, he had, right? They were saying right. his shoulder's feel, having issues. It is interesting uh, that his body, I mean, it really seems to be breaking down. Well, he's taken, a, I mean, he is, for a quarterback, I think he has taken, other than Cam Newton, and Cam's a bigger guy than him. Andrew Luck's still a very big guy. I would say guy. I'm not so sure Cam, uh, Andrew Luck hasn't taken more car crash hits than any other quarterback well, in football the past few years. he runs and he's scrambling, he he takes, he's diving and for he it. And he sits in the pocket. Uh, he reminds me of my father sometimes. He just sits in the pocket and you're just like, damn, let it go. And he'll just sit there and wait for somebody to come open downfield and somebody's pulling his shoulder. Yes. And then he throws it and he just, I mean, just lambasted. If, I will say this, man. If he does start getting hurt or they don't build up this offensive line yeah. and they take what he was for granted and right. they waste the opportunity – what a waste if they don't get this thing right for Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts. Because last year, a lot of people jumped off that Andrew Luck bad right. wagon. He's overrated. He's definitely not overrated. No, he's definitely That's not. That's crazy. I'm a little but, surprised they're not, they haven't spent a little in free agency. I wonder and, what Grigson's up to with Pagano. Well, I mean, around. just check for me. I mean, the, the Colts have around, what, $25 million in free agency. I'm just surprised they didn't maybe get into some of the defensive conversation because they, they need they defensive players. They did restructure players. Arthur Jones. Right. But you would think they'd restructure it to go sign someone. That really yes, he's been a little, it could still happen. He's been a little disappointing uh, to this point, Arthur Jones. And I'm of trying course, to think. So if he goes to Colts the have $15 million. Oh, it's only 15 $16 million, actually. Okay. 16. So Other I'm, thing I was going to say, too, just before, the 49ers, they have a ton of money. Yes. Right? I mean, they're somewhere in the high. 40s? Uh, according to over the cap, they're at 61 million. Okay, so regardless, they're they got a lot of money. I just I wonder why they weren't much more, a little bit more of a maybe player. Maybe players don't want to go to Chip Kelly's. Or team. I was going to say maybe it's the fact that they're still paying or they're only paying one head coach. And they're not playing Jim Harbaugh anymore. Yeah, because yeah, Michigan took over for that. So yeah, lucky. it is interesting. I will yeah. say this: so if if Luck goes to the 150, then you're looking at what the Jameises and then the Mariotas. Right. Those could be the next guys up. Uh, Another interesting thing he said, uh, just with it drives me crazy with the misappropriated 150 million. It really does. It pisses me off because uh, I just don't understand why. And he's yeah, the players get money. Is it me or is it that with professional sports? 
People only have problem with NFL players yes. making money. I never hear the complaints about like the guy who doesn't even play on the baseball team making ten million a year. No one complains about that guy or the eighth guy off the bench yes. in the NBA who's making nine million. Well, a year. that's why he said with Marvin Jones, you're going to complain about that. But Ryan Howard's getting twenty five million dollars. Really, I'd even say it further like this: yeah. Andy Reid got fined seventy five thousand dollars, and my first thought was, man, that's a lot of money right. for a coach. Right. But if that was fine to Pac-Man Jones, we're like, nah, he's, he can handle he's it. He's a jerk. Well, I'll look, take it look, away from if him. If you really think about it, it's the it's the dehumanization of a football player with a helmet on. Maybe you're you right. You guys are pieces of meat that bash into each other for our entertainment. Yeah. And when we think you're done, Caesar. But they That's love the, the top one-tenth of one percent and the billion-dollar owners. Yeah, Ryan just hit me on GChat for the control room. Andrew Luck, 115 sacks taken in 55 career games. Wow. That's yeah. a lot. So there's yeah, the uh, answer to your question. Right. You two a game almost. Yeah, that's a lot of hits. More than two a game. Uh, all right, so we know that you like pop culture and things that are going on and outside football. So we're going to throw you some softballs, in this case some baseballs. Uh, man, Bryce Harper. I love this stuff. Came yeah. out, interview, was it Sports Illustrated? Uh, ESPN the magazine. ESPN the magazine. So the quote that he had today, which will toss your way, Sims, for you to get going a little bit here. Uh, baseball is tired. It's a tired sport because you can't express yourself. You can't do what people in other sports do. I'm not saying baseball is, you know, boring or anything like that. But it's the excitement of the young guys who are coming into the game now who have the flair. Yes. So that and was Bryce he, on baseball. Yeah, and he goes on to talk about pitchers. Like, there's this one pitcher, he stares you down, he pumps his fist. He goes, that's awesome. He got me. Right, I can uh, go up there and hit a home run, right. Fernandez or something like that. Right. I can hit a home run, and then I want to celebrate back. And it's the unwritten rules of the sport. Like, football this year was taken over by the unwritten rule. Cam Newton, the dab and all that stuff. And it made America talk about it a lot. Right. Cam Louder, the producer, he is a Barry Sanders guy. Toss the ball to the, to the, to the referee. Right. But Bryce is coming out in baseball. Yes. What are your thoughts on baseball, these unwritten rules, and what Bryce is saying? I, I, I don't think he could have said it more perfectly. It'd be my number one complaint as a baseball fan. And, and once, like, yeah, once we get done with the NBA and all that, I really love to sit down and watch Yankees baseball every night. I will put the game on. Uh, the thing, yes, they need more emotion. I, I don't understand it. Oh, he hit a game-winning World Series Game 4 home run, but he's got to act like it was no big deal. It was just another day in the park. It's so stupid. It's, 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 it's entertainment, first of all. Uh, it's a... Uh, high pressure sport. Let these guys react. What, what, what's it so? What are you taking it so personal for? If the guy flips his bat after he hits a home run, what's, what's the pitcher think my, he's doing? Like first, just showing him so my, up. My I don't two thoughts about it. One, he did talk about the enjoyment, but he also talked about branding because he was saying like these guys get to show their personality more. They become bigger brands. Yes, I baseball players look like MLB squares. right now is going around the media companies and going, how do we get younger? Right. How do we appeal to a younger audience? Right. Allow these things Stop to happen. Being a square. Second thing I was going to say is, is it because you, so like in the NBA, if you get dunked on or whatever, you're still on the roster. Right. NFL, if you get cut up, you're still on the roster. Baseball, you let up a home run and someone dance on you, you might be getting sent down to AAA. You could lose, like, you could lose that. Is any any part of it I, at all? I, I, I can't see that, but okay, that's those guys, but then what do you say about the pitcher who's making $20 million a year and somebody hits a home run off of him? I mean, right. I, listen, I, I just think Because if they're hitting home runs and then like Lay it, letting it go, like if it became like a touchdown, it doesn't even dance, have to be that. But the fact that, that you cool. can't like pump a fist or like do stuff like that sometimes, it drives me crazy. I, I don't understand it. Were you ever around baseball athletes? Did you ever? Could you ever see maybe were they more reserved in the way they were? Well, they just believe in the history of the sport. I think that's where they're not really that reserved. Actually, no, their baseball players are some of the more wild people I've ever been around. I mean, 
I had some really fun nights with David Wells. You remember the old Yankees yes. pitcher? Well, he's like he's known to be the crazy baseball but guy. But I've seen all the Yankees out, the, so there's a lot of them. <laughs> Whether it's even you know Johnny Damon, I, I had a little history with him. You always want me to ask him to get him on the yeah, podcast. Call him up. Um, we haven't done that in a while. Uh, Let's do that next week. Yeah, yeah, call, call Johnny Damon. Johnny Damon, talk about his uh, endorsement of Trump. Uh, no, but, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> but regardless. Uh, Yes, I, I think they they like to have fun just like anybody else. Do you they think it's because they're the nervous about the history or they're honoring the history? I think it's an honoring of the history. So they're not like, more. they don't want to, because di- Bryce is saying, I'm not disrespecting anybody, I just want to be me. He just wants to be happy, have fun, play ball. Like, I mean, you're playing wiffle ball in the backyard. Yeah, I just hit a homer off you, eat it. I'm curious to see what happens. I'm curious to see if, because I don't think pitchers are going to go after him for these right. comments because he didn't attack anybody. Right. He's really just saying, I just want to do this. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. I, I, there's a there's a that's a very that's a deep subject too because I think you could get also into almost like you know almost in a race discussion a little bit about that as well I mean baseball is predominantly a little bit more of a white sport it is uh, basketball court I mean football of course eighty percent uh, African American uh, and yes I think like you know whether you're being in a locker room or being out in social uh, out out socially. Uh, I do think black people in general are a little more inclined to dance and have fun and sing along with a song as compared to if you took 10 black people next to 10 white people, yes. So I just wonder if that has something to do with it. Maybe that's too deep. I don't know. Maybe you'll cut that out. I don't know. I don't know. I think they're all fair observations. Okay, that's just they, an observation, they, right? I don't, I don't think you're in trouble. Okay, it's good. it's fine. Good. I don't think we have to Can't talk this. about it. Can't, right. can't do it. Uh, one other topic is uh, crossing over sports again. Nate Robinson, formerly of the Knicks, basketball player, right. says he wants to make a run at the NFL. He played football, I guess, I don't know if he played at the University of Washington, right. but I'm, I'm always curious. We always go, man, if LeBron played tight end, he'd be great. <laughs> Nate Washington, I don't know if he's going to have Nate the speed. Robinson. Nate Robinson, right. yeah. But do you, what do you think of him saying that and kind of throwing his name out there that he wants well, to Well, he try probably it? should have played football from the start. Uh, that's, he's that, built. Yes, he's built like a football player. And, and uh, as we, what is he, 5'8", five, 5'9", five, point guards? Uh, I mean, point guards in the NBA are, are my size. They're 6'5". Right. Uh, so, uh, but that's ridiculous. Is it? Uh, that he thinks he's going to go somewhere and make an, an NFL team or try that out? Yes, he has no chance. I don't care. I mean, there were always stories about Allen Iverson would have been an amazing cornerback and he stuff like that. He played corner at Washington. He, he, played, he actually played corner in college. That's pretty no nice. one has ever done the NFL NBA. There's never been an athlete that's done it before. Of course, we've had Bo Jackson. We've right. had Deion Sanders. Right. Baseball, football. Right. But never basketball, football. That would be... How uh, do you think the NBA player translates to the NFL from a toughness, a body build, all that well, stuff. he's got t- he's got NFL toughness. NBA players in general, no, I don't look at NBA players as uh, necessary alpha males all the time. Really, I, I think they're they're uh, just they're a unique human being in the way they're built. But like as compared to hanging out with the NBA players and top level NFL players, uh, the NFL players more you know your brute caveman. Right, I'm, right, right. I'm I'm the man in the building and I'm loud and obnoxious and whatever else. Uh, NBA players, we've had guys like Chris Bosh in here, and uh, they're a little more reserved. Uh, mm. I don't think they're necessarily as strong you know, a demeanor, I guess I would say. Uh, for the most part, 
Now he's a different guy. Yeah, the most part, I don't, I don't think NBA players are physical enough to play NFL All football. Right, th- this is one I think you can answer. If an NBA player like a Nate Robb said, I want to play, I, I'm going to make the transition to the NFL. Right. How old is he right now, Nate Robb? Uh, he's probably in his young 30s. That was the worst think. dunk contest ever, the one that he won. That was 17 I mean, attempts. Andre Iguodala yeah. should have won that one. Right. But if he came, let's say, to the Bucks when you were there, and he was like coming on in training camp sure. and they brought him in. He's 31. Right. He's 31. Would he be hit harder? Would they treat him differently? Would they be fascinated with a guy that was in the NBA and they've all watched him? What would be the reaction to a guy like that? I think fascinated is really the first thing. Like, they're going to be, they're oh, probably going to want to take him to the court and see if they can Let's beat him have on the court. court. Yeah, and they're just going to have fun with him. I mean, he seems like a great personality, a great yes. guy. I always liked him. But... Uh, but uh, when you get on the field, nobody's going to just go, oh, I want to get a piece of Nate. Uh, no, it doesn't matter. Everybody's just going to compete. They're going to hit him the but same way. But you're going to be keeping your else. eyes on him over you're there. You're certainly going to keep your eyes. Like, I got a chance uh, when I was in Tampa, uh, your screen behind you went dead, is Justin Gatlin. Uh, remember the 100-meter sprinter? sprinter absolutely. Battle? He came and tried to play wide receiver for the Stop Bucks when it. I was down there. Yes, he did Were because he had just passes? got suspended by the Olympics. Or, or yes. WADA. Yes, so uh, I threw a few, a few and I mean – Justin Gat, I mean, yeah, hold on, break this down. So what? Hey, did you we had Joey Galloway you on our team, him? and we had Justin Gatlin on our team, and Joey Galloway would have blown Justin Gatlin out of the water in the race. Stop it! At, in our, in a, when the pads went on, Justin Gatlin ran a four nine. I don't, I don't know what happened. He couldn't run. I'm just now telling if Galloway you. took the pads off. Could he have run as fast as Gatlin? Uh, man, Joey is Galloway is just being used to running with pads. It can be a little bit of a different animal. Yes, it can be a different animal. Cleats and right, having well, to so, think so, and move. Me, so Gatlin lines up on the outside, and, and you're like, I'm gonna have to throw this thing really far. I don't even think I got to throw anything. De- I think like a few other quarterbacks got to throw some deep stuff to him, and he didn't really beat anybody deep. He ran a few like I think I threw like some curl routes to him. It didn't last long. I'm gonna say he was there for like two or three practices. Uh, but Were you, like, excited, though? I, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, dude, this could be cool. Let's see him run. Uh, but, yeah, when, like I said, when the pads went on, we started playing Ugh. football, and you have to start thinking a little. Sometimes guys slow down. Yeah. Uh, that was out of his element. Uh, yeah. Joey Galloway could have won the gold medal in the 100 meter. If, if at age 15, he decided, you know what, I'm going to go stop football and go to track. I mean, Joey Galloway is, you know, like Dion, same thing. They're just Bo Jackson. They all could have been 100-meter champions if they decided to go that route. Interesting, yes. interesting, interesting. Right. I had fun today. Yeah. That and was cool. it? Tight. What? Kept it keeper, tight keeper, right. There we go. That was the free agent episode 54. Look, more free agency stuff's going to happen. We're slowly going to transition out to the draft. Right. And we're going to do all that. But we, we, we're still going to be touching on free agency and how these teams are evolving and all that. Damn, that was a fast. I know. Right. Fendrick, congratulations. Thank I think you. you did a great job. This is more airtime for me. I'm happy with the new format. Yes. We can do this every week as far as I don't I'm think concerned. we're going to call a segment the Fendrick something. I really want Fendrick, like, right here. I want him like no, because right then you're going to hit him throughout the thing. Yeah, oh. there's no way I'd be able to stay in my seat. I think the viewers time. would like that. Yeah, I think they would actually like that would. too. Hey, can I get a boy in here to get me some rice and beans? Because <laughs> we'll I'm about hungry. Andrew, right. let's see those fingers. Hey, you know what? Go to my icer really quick. George, walk your butt over here and put your sticky fingers in front of it. Oh, this is George. Oh, hey, George. Oh, there it is. Control room, you beautiful people. We thank you so much. Michelle, Cam, Ryan, Jake, Belly, Stein. Let's go back in jest. Let me holler at your boy, KP. Bye. Bye. She's the nicest person ever. And soon enough, you're going to have a makeup Woody cam. Oh, man. Well, we're going to put one on Woody? Oh, it's going to be hilarious. Uh, We should just ask Woody football questions. All right, (laughs) episode 54 in the books. As always, hit us up on Twitter, at Sims and Lefko. Subscribe on iTunes. Write a comment. Tell us what you think. Hit us up on Twitter. We'll see you next week.